Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre! The Castlevania! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. Um, my name is Peter Rosenberg. His name is Stack Guy Greg. This would be that podcast, Cheap Heat, coming to you yet again from the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City. And SGG, are you in Philadelphia? Yes, I am from West and Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. It is Stat Guy. To the Greg. How are you, Greg? I'm doing great, P. How you doing? You know, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh I'm busy. I'm uh I'm tired. Um I am uh excited to get back on the uh the WWE Airways this weekend. Oh, um, you're gonna be um doing the kickoff show. Oh that's right. That's right. I'll be doing the kickoff show and the raw talk vehicle. Uh, um I'll be doing both, and I am looking very much uh, forward to this. But that being said, uh, it's also as we record this Thursday night, so I'm ready for uh, a new episode, a brand new episode of everyone's favorite late-night internet program. That's right. It's not Wayne's World. It's open late on Complex. Tonight's episode, which when you're listening will definitely be available because this isn't coming out till Friday, go to YouTube.com slash Complex. Binge them all. Tonight's episode is uh, Lena Waithe, um, Royce the Five Nine, um, Styles P. I know you're a fan of SP the Ghost. Oh yeah, of course. Um, they'll all be on the show talking about a lot of things. So uh, that's tonight. Would love your support. If you're in the Cheap Heat universe, I need all your thumbs up, all your likes to counteract all the thumbs down and hate from the 16 year olds who were mad that I called Kanye an idiot. So we, I need some balance. You know what I'm saying? Are you serious? Is that a thing that's happening to, to? Oh yeah, among among young people, for sure. We, I'll tell you this right now, SGG. We by far, we by far got the most negative feedback this past week, as opposed to every other episode. And I know it's because we we bashed Kanye. <sighs> that that's what makes Kanye's. That's what makes Kanye's, uh, and we're not going to talk about Kanye. Don't anyone worry. But that's what makes everything he's doing Dangerous. so crazy. Yeah, because people really love him, bro. As I said, you know, Kanye will make you turn around. You'll you'll think Kanye's sneakers are whack, and before you know it, you turn around back. Like, Yo, honestly, Kanye's sneakers are tight. Like that's he. He is a very influential character. Um, yeah, but anyway. I think the problem with him for me is people are listening to what he is saying and not really like paying attention to the rest of it. Cause like you can't say be a free thinker, but if you want to be a free thinker, you have to think like this, but like nobody's, nobody's paying attention to that. No, no, he was not. I, I do not believe he's much of a free thinker, but, um, but SGG, I, I, so to make a long story short, I'm busy. I'm excited. We have, I, I did a podcast over the weekend with Sam Roberts on his vehicle, um, where we talked about um, the greatest Royal Rumble. The greatest Royal Rumble was it? The greatest Royal Rumble? We don't know, but we did. A, <laughs> we had a nice conversation about it. You know what it was? Feel, it was. It was I feel like it was even the greatest. Back the greatest that, though. It was the greatest televised um, house show. 
Yes. I'll give them that. <laughs> because even uh even they were backing off of the greatest Royal Rumble moniker like towards the um, towards the end of the show. They were just like, you know, the largest Royal Rumble ever and it's like <laughs> that's that's not what you've been going with on the posters or, or all the advertising, like and even on Monday they were just yeah, this was the largest Royal Rumble ever this past week. Yeah, well, that's after- probably a good it's probably not a bad um starting point for the podcast, actually. Is, is our thoughts on the, the good and the bad from the Greatest Royal Rumble, the GRR, if you will. And yeah, that's my biggest takeaway from it was that I didn't have any issues with it once I understood what it was. I feel that though it was promoted as a pay-per-view. It was turned into a pay-per-view. And what it really was was an opportunity for us to watch a Saudi Arabian house show. Yeah. That's really what it was. It was not a pay-per-view. It was a Saudi house show with cameras there, which is really cool. I love getting to see house shows. Um, and I, but, so, but from a promotional standpoint, once they really went with, you know, the branding behind it, it felt like something else. No, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It definitely definitely was a glorified house show, especially like I mean, let's be honest, man. If if you got most of the talent missing, you can't really it's not really a pay per view type of type of feel, you know what I mean? But Well I wouldn't say most of the talent was missing, I'd say Well, I'd say a a specific portion of the talent was at home. Is yeah, well, really... no, but listen, but listen, they still, if they'd wanted to do that and make it a, a, a pay-per-view event, they still could have. What, what I think the, the issue is you don't have major pay-per-views where no titles change hands, where yeah. every, where, where stories don't get advanced. Like stories didn't really get advanced. They got delayed. That's more, that's, that's what house shows do. House shows throw together really fun, Compelling matchups, big names, things that sell tickets, attractions, but they don't get away from what's happening on TV. They don't alter TV. And that's basically what this was. That's true. In that regard, that is true, especially um, when you consider the WWE title match and, you know, the double count out finish. And um, same thing with the Euro, the Universal Championship match, that controversial finish with uh, Roman Reigns, who... Um, Clearly should have won, but you know the referee. The referee's decision is final, and he went another way with it. Well, SGG. The thing about it is this: the only titles that changed hands were actually they actually changed hands. Uh, it, it wasn't a title change; it was a vacant title. Yeah, though that one was forced. Like we were guaranteed a new champion in that one, but that was. That was it. Yeah. So besides, that's that's the thing. So it, that's to me, those are the real reasons that I don't see it as an actual, you know, pay per view. That being do you said, think, there were enter- go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you think in that regard though that the the Saudi crowd sort of got cheated because um, you know no titles changed hands, so it was basically. Um, the Royal Rumble, which you know you're going to get a fun match out of that. Um, the novelty of a 
casket match, which many people don't get. And then just like WWE phoning it in for the rest of the the rest of the show with how they're handling the matches to fulfill their obligation. So it was still a fun show, but like nothing nothing that really changed the landscape of the company. No. And and you realize pretty quickly that was the that was the case. Is that it was nothing nothing major was gonna change. Um, you were just going to see some cool things. And like I said, that's cool. It's just not what I would consider to be a pay-per-view. So it'll be interesting to see as time goes on if they change things and make it more of a pay-per-view, promote it less as a pay-per-view, all those things. It looked dope. Um, obviously, the most important and greatest moment was Titus O'Neil. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Greg... It legit may have been the single funniest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, I couldn't stop watching. I really could not. I mean, I've watched it 50 times. I've showed it to other people who aren't into wrestling. Alexa, you laughed out loud, didn't you? Alexa laughed out loud. She nodded her head as if she thought. Alexa, wait, hold on. Alexa, come here. This isn't the greatest Royal Rumble. You're allowed, you could be included here. Hold on. What did you think about what happened to Titus? <laughs> it was funny how far underneath the curtain he went. So. The apron? Oh, that's, that's even weirder that it's called an apron. Yes. Speak up. Speak with some bass in your voice. We can't hear you. I have allergies, man. I know that all of your <laughs> oh, that time? listeners can relate to allergies. SGG, you're an allergy guy, right? Yeah, I completely, I, I feel her pain. Yeah, SG, SGG's was not as bad today, but it was business today. awful yesterday. Anything else you want to tell our um, our audience who really gets excited to hear from you and you've really delivered a dud of a performance so far? Anything else you want to add? <laughs> going to the gym. Do they care about that? All right, nope, off to the gym. They don't care. <laughs> no, they really don't care. That was terrible. Close the door on your way out, please. Thank you. Um. So yeah, uh, the Titus moment was incredible. Maybe the funniest botch I've ever seen in history. Although it didn't, it inspired me, Greg, to watch a bunch more. Um, a bunch of like, I ended up watching a bunch of microphone botches. <laughs> Yo, there's no microphone botch that's gonna be on the level of of the Titus slipping halfway no. under the ring. No, it it even it even. It even outdid Hulkster. Yeah, like there's nothing. If, if, that, if nothing you really, if close. you really think, although I will say, in, when I was watching the the botches, I did see one that I did not ever remember of Lillian doing the introduction for Zack Ryder. Do you know this one? No. Zack's coming in, and she's like, "Long Island, I see Jack Swagger." <laughs> no. As he's he getting so in the ring. It's so good. That was so good. Um, and then there's a bunch of Psycho Sid ones that are pretty funny. Um, now, my favorite Psycho Sid one was when he was like, um, you're half the man that I am and I have half the brain that you do. Yeah, that was so <laughs> incredible. <laughs> you're half the man I am. And I, I've got half the brain that you do. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the worst part of, and the worst 
And the worst part is that it's Hall and Nash that it happens to. So no, that's the best part because Scott Hall yeah. loses so it. So those dudes are just laughing their asses off as it happens. It's actually, you know what I would like to do? I'd like to have a mini, a mini cheap heat botch celebration. So feel free to tweet us at Stack Guy Greg at Rosenberg Radio your favorite all time YouTube clips of either a physical botch or a microphone botch, and we'll share them around. The cheap heat universe. Oh, no, um, that, but anyways, that's a, that's an incredible idea. Yes, and please make sure to get the video. Don't just describe it. Like we need the visual yeah, yeah. to go. Do with the this. work. Do the work. If you have to go, if you have to go on the network and film it on your screen, you could totally do that. Um, couple other things I thought were cool about the Greatest Royal Rumble. I love the finish to the ladder match, Greg. Oh I did yeah. Not, I did not remember in all my WWE ladder matches. I don't remember someone running up, sprinting up the ladder and stealing the match like that. It was sort of the equivalent of like a quick roll-up pin. Yeah, no, the same. And um, like I've seen, you know, there's Shelton Benjamin and a lot of those guys who've been athletic enough to get on the ladder in an impressive But they never fashion. finished the match but, like yeah, that. Yeah, like you said, they never like – he – Jumped on the ladder and it was so crazy. Like that springboard, he stuck the landing perfectly, but then he shot up the ladder and snatched it before even I realized what was happening. Yeah, and and the title hit Finn right in the face. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, the the Rumble match itself it served its purpose. It it had. What what better? Me and Sam and I talked about this a lot. What better than Braun Strowman standing tall after winning the the biggest match of its kind ever? You know, getting to hold a title no less. I mean, it was it it served a purpose for Braun. And here's the question I'll ask you, SGG. Sam firmly believes, and again, go check out our our podcast from last week. It's on his YouTube channel too. Um. We had a long conversation about his belief that as of right now, Vince McMahon has moved on from Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman is officially his new number one. Mm. And, and, and I will say the way that this past Monday even played out, I thought did sort of speak to that. You know, Roman, Braun is the guy constantly positioned now. He seems to consistently be getting the huge spot treatment. What is your thought, SGG? Do you think I, that Vince has finally been convinced it's not Roman, it's Braun? Um, I feel like it's too early to tell on that one. I don't, I don't know yet that Vince um, has given up on Roman or if he even found a new toy, uh, cause you know, Bobby Lashley is back and let's face it. Um, since coming back, he too has been, um, positioned and treated like a star. Like, you know, he pops up and they expected everybody to know who he was. And, um, he was right there with Roman and Strowman on that, you know, super team of, of baby faces. So, um, I think it's too early to tell whether or not Vince is moving on from Roman, but if if in fact he is, um, I sort of agree with with uh, Sam that 
his replacement is closer than we all think and possibly was standing next to him on Monday. My my problem with the idea is and and I do think it appears that he's in you know infatuated with 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 Braun. Um but my problem with that is you know I I for a long time have been suspicious of like how you go about handling Braun Strowman in certain regards. That you know I'm one of the few people who really preferred bad guy Braun. Um and there's a reason for it. Um I I just think it's so complicated to position him as a good guy because of how big he is. And and that is the same thing that I would say is my reason why it's hard for me to picture him being the number one guy. Because what do you do excuse me, what do you do every week to make well, him strong? Well, here's what makes it easy to to give Braun the ball and um and let him run with it as a good guy. This crowd and not just the crowd in Montreal, but everywhere they go, they do what they want anyway. So, I mean, in a traditional sense, you're right, right? Like Braun has a skill set that um doesn't just say heel, but it says monster heel. He's unbeatable. He's unstoppable. He's been made to look that way. Um, we never see him vulnerable. And so to throw the championship on somebody like that in a babyface position is is sort of risky. Because then the question becomes, how do you get it off of him? And um, if you take it off of him while he's still a babyface, it's like you know you have to create a heel that's just as strong as he's been this whole time and it's just it almost isn't worth it to make him be the champion as strong as he is from a babyface position but um the crowd is going to reward them for it anyway with uh, merch sales and chants and um everything that they want that they haven't been getting from Roman Reigns so it's a risk that's going to pay off and they're going to learn all the wrong lessons from it but um Ultimately, it's because of the crowd response, man. You got to stop GP for one second and tell you about Zip Recruiter. Yes, Zip Recruiter, officially, m- 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 Mage, you have a business, you're hiring, everyone needs great people, okay? And you need a better way to find these people. Something better than just posting the job online and praying you get the right people to see it. You need Zip Recruiter. See, they knew there was a smarter way. So they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. They identify the people with the right experience, and they invite them to apply to your job. Changes everything for you. So what are you waiting for? You own a business, all right? You're about that life. Time to get the right people working at your business. So support Cheap Heat and find great new people to work with, okay? Go to ZipRecruiter right now and try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Cheap Heat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Cheap Heat. Go get amazing people. Support Cheap Heat. You'll thank us afterwards. ZipRecruiter.com slash Cheap Heat. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I just think that, let's say, for example, Braun's your number one guy. Okay? Who, who do you put him against? Who are the heels who show up and challenge Braun Strowman? And, and, and Braun can win 
and and actually really pop a crowd because he won. Remember, I said this to Sam, as big as Hogan was, there were guys bigger than Hogan. There are always right. guys bigger. King Kong Bundy. Bundy was bigger. Big John Studd was bigger. Earthquake yep. was bigger. Andre was bigger. Zeus was bigger. Warrior was the same size. Um, you know, and then of course every once in a while, up against a dastardly heel who's willing to cheat, size doesn't matter as much, right? Okay. Right. But that can't be all the time. So from a, from a touring standpoint, I think Braun Strowman can always be your number one attraction. He is such an attraction. And when he's touring and you put him in two-on-ones, handicap matches, battle royals, give him the old Andre dust. I get it. But to me, I think it gets challenging to keep people as excited about him um, from a story standpoint. So Listen, I, I mean, you're right. In the traditional sense, you're right. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you just because, like I said, um, he – doesn't look vulnerable. So eventually, you know, as as cool as it is to to cheer him and like his feats of strength, they sort of work more as as a monster heel than as a baby face. But um I don't think people are gonna care as much when the time comes, you know what I mean? To to the logistics of it. Cause you make a lot of sense and you're definitely like I agree with you, but I also don't think that the crowds that they perform in front of are going to be um I think they're going to be more forgiving about those little little nuances when it comes time to cheer for Braun Strowman as champ um but I, but I also agree with you that it's like it's really risky to do it from the from the babyface position because um like you said there's no heels that can that can realistically go after him, not on Raw anyway, you know. Maybe Samoa Joe, but you know that that requires a a lot of building up of Samoa Joe, um, not Kevin Owens, Mm-mm. who not Elias. You know, there's there's no one that can. I mean, he he already destroyed Elias regularly on the red. Yeah. Which Same with Kevin Owens. There's, there's no, I mean, like you said, unless it's a dastardly heel who does it and, you know, sneaks one away from him. But he, I, I just think he has to look vulnerable if he's going to be be a babyface champ. And that's, that's going to be the tricky part. So, real quick, uh, tell me what you took away from Monday Night Raw this week, SGG. Um, Monday Night Raw, I got a new appreciation for Ruby Riot uh, after her match with Sasha Banks. Um, I think they both turned in a really good performance from from where I sat. Um, I was entertained by the athleticism. And um, Elias and that injury angle with Bobby Roode gave me like Savage Steamboat vibes not not necessarily for like the quality of the in-ring work but like i haven't seen an injured throat angle since i don't remember one since then and they pulled it off so effectively like the way he he grabbed him by the back of his head and ran him into the the metal post 
between the the turnbuckle and the and the I don't even know what that piece is called on the outside of the ring, but like he he just went for it and it looked it looked great and um Bobby Roode sold it really well too. Yeah, like I said, uh, that that moment, even though when you when you really looked at it close, it, I, I looked more like his uh, peck. But the, yeah, it the did. moment but itself, he was holding his throat like. Yeah, no, it was it was Savage Steamboat of Jace confirmed, and like I said, I'm excited to see these guys go because I love Elias. He needs more though, because it, it seems like man, it happened so quick. It seemed like someone's hot, everyone's into them, and then a minute later, you're like, wait, what's happening? He just lost a bunch of times. Where is this going? Not that anyone wasn't less, not that people are less excited about him, because people are so excited, but it's just sort of like, where's this going? Yeah. And then Bobby Roode, the exact same thing. It seems like we were just so excited to be hearing Glorious on SmackDown. Well, now here he is on Raw, and while he's won a title, and he's been, gotten important wins, he needs more. Um, and I still think, I still think his character needs more. You know, I, I would, I think the Bobby Roode character is not a good guy. No, it's not. He's cocky. He walks annoying. He's a, he's a, he's a Ric Flair ripoff. And I mean that in the best of ways. No, he's definitely like an updated version of, of Ric Flair. Like he's Ric Flair for our generation, of course. Um, especially the way they presented him in NXT of just like, Coming out with the girls and, you know, making no, he had no problems about telling anybody how much better than them he was. Not just as a wrestler, just like his existence on this earth is, is better than yours and whatever you have going on. And like, he had the championship to prove it. Um, and the theme music fit that energy, if that makes sense. So I get why they turned him, you know, the crowd response that he was getting kind of forced them to embrace the the cheers but it's again it's hard to disagree with you in that it's like tailor made no pun intended to to be a heel character oh uh, what else sgg what else from this episode um that was it from this episode of raw that really struck me and and um and sort of stood out you know, they seem to be oh. a small tease of a Nia Jax Ronda Rousey confrontation, but um, which is intriguing. But you know, without more, I'm you know I'm just not really going to speculate on that too much. Um. So, do you think that as opposed to you know going the old era way, let's go new era way, SGG, and let's just get to the card for this weekend, which will take us back through what's happening in the world, won't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's be honest. There, there were only, only three matches on SmackDown. So, even if we were going the old era way, SmackDown would have given us a, a quite a challenge. Um, just with the lack. There were of only England. there were only three actual matches on SmackDown. Yes, um, Xavier Woods versus Sheamus. Um, Charlotte rolled him up. Yep. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Asuka versus Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, they won that by submission. And uh, the tag team match to start the show. Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy against um, Miz and Shelton Benjamin. And then there were a lot of backstage promos. Um, another weird big cast promo. A tease of the uh, Rusev and Aiden English breaking up. 
Um, Lana made a return on SmackDown. But as far as the action and, you know, the in-ring competition and everything that we, we've come to to love about SmackDown, there wasn't wasn't much more than that. No, there wasn't anything more it, than it, that, actually. Interesting. I didn't even think about it that way, and I, and I actually still enjoyed SmackDown. But, <clears throat> all right, so let's not waste any time. Sunday, Prudential Center, Newark, New Jersey, kickoff show with myself, Renee, Otunga and Booker, 7 p.m. Match starts at 8 p.m. Eight matches on the card. My guess is, I mean, they'll probably, maybe they'll throw something in the kickoff show as a match, but I don't think any of these matches are on the kickoff show. I think they'll all be on the main card, correct? Yeah, I, I, I say so. Um, big cast feels like a kickoff show character to me, but, they got him in there with Daniel Bryan, and uh, Daniel Bryan is not going to be on anybody's kickoff show. He just came back. This is his first singles match back. He's definitely going to get that main main let's, show. Look. Let's start there. Let's start there, by the way. How do you see that playing out? Um, obviously, it's hard to picture Daniel Bryan losing. At the same time, to me, feels like they're trying to make this be a little bit, a little something. So it's yeah. hard for me to see Daniel Bryan count, climbing this mountain right away. Yeah, it's hard for us to picture Daniel Bryan losing because he's so beloved. Um, but we forget how he, like how he was being treated before that WrestleMania um, thirty moment that he that he got that shot him into the stratosphere. Like this is exactly the type of match that he would have lost before that, and um, it feels like. You know, Sam made the made the com- comment that they're really invested in Braun Strowman, but it feels like they're also invested in Big Cass, and um, it feels like this is the match that Daniel Bryan. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and say Big Cass is gonna win. He needs some heat, and um, they have no problem using Daniel Bryan to to give it to him. Um. Now, real quick. Breaking news here, uh, SGG, and I'm joking when I say that, so no one get excited. This in from one of our listeners, just emailed this to me at rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. You know, people send us really important messages like this, so thank you. Let's hear this drop that he sent me. Said this happened on Raw, and we needed it right away on the podcast. So let's see what they determined to be a must Did you hear that? Barely. I who, I didn't even, can't even make out who that was. Was that Rollins? I like that butt. That would be Finn Balor saying, I like that butt. Of course, he's trying to say butt like correcting. And our very mature audience, a uh, member of the Cheap Heat universe, <laughs> Robert Alley, uh, sent that to us. Don't know if that's going to make it, but I appreciate it. Um <laughs> Wow, how about this? Big big email right here. Big email. Sean emails me, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I know I know what you're thinking, Rosenberg, you were just in the middle of previewing backlash. Why are you in the emails? Well, because the we fans do. are more important. This the, hey Peter, I want to preface this email by saying that I completely understand the fact that you will probably shrug this email off. Maybe you should. I don't know. I wanted to reach out and apologize for the negative things I've said on Twitter. 
Most recently, I called you a hack for going after Kanye and his apparent love (laughs) for all things, well, you know. I brought up Vince McMahon's supposed support of Donald Trump and asked why that has never come into question, but that doesn't matter. I found that social media and Twitter in general breeds negativity and it encourages people to have an opinion immediately and then share that opinion as soon as it's crafted. I'm not blaming Twitter though, it's on me. I was a D. You don't know maybe don't know me, so maybe I'm coming off as a crazy person, but at the end of the day I'm a fan. I acted like an ass, and I'm gonna avoid that in the future. Thanks for checking this out, Sean. So wait, well, what, night. what is Sean apologizing for, though? What did he say exactly? Do we even know? Yeah, well, he attacked me apparently after the Kanye stuff. And and he did what a bunch of people attempted to do, which was say to me, what about WWE? Which is the, the, the silliest. I understand why they think the argument makes sense. But I'll sum up the argument with one simple sentence. Everyone's upset about Kanye where saying a lot of things, including wearing the making make America great again hat, regardless of what you think about the president, that specific gesture is seen a certain way. And to all those people who bring up other people, not just WWE and Vince McMahon, but other people and compare it. Kanye specifically put that hat on for a reason. Greg, have you seen a picture of Vince McMahon wearing a Make America Great Again hat? Um, I haven't. And not only that, though, like Kanye, like it's, it's not a Republican Democrat thing. So people are being a little bit reductive in that sense. But also Kanye did it specifically to be provocative. So it's like, you know, it, it, he can't can't really get away from that aspect of it like he specifically did it to get reactions you may disagree with a politician you may even be offended by a politician but the way that i feel about a lifetime republican voting for someone is different than i feel about a non-voter specifically trying to do things to provoke his audience right those are those are vastly different things and it's like you said too very um, clear like lifetime republicans doing republican things you sort of have to expect that and um, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt of being you know informed about their decisions and and things like that you know we get elections every few years it's going to come around you win some you lose some but at the same time like you said somebody who's (laughs) who's um unabashedly uninformed trying to inform other people's opinions on on the situation with with zero facts and um, you know pushing blatant lies is is completely and, and, different. and blatantly pushing buttons anyway so I, I'll tell you this though I do appreciate the gentleman for uh, for reaching out and saying something I do, I do not remember his specific um, tweets but I appreciate it um, and I would like to tell him what I'm telling everyone else. Which is, whether it's um, Ebro in the Morning, whether it's the Michael K Show, the Cheap Heat Podcast, whatever it may be, sit down and enjoy yourself. I I am, Greg, I'm working on this, and I'm curious to how you feel. 
The other day, uh, someone called the K Show and was telling me that they enjoy my work on the WWE Network, and they were looking forward to seeing me at Backlash. And K thought it was incredibly amusing that I ended talking to him by saying, "All right, well, uh, I'll be on. I'll be on Sunday. You know, go ahead and enjoy yourself." K was very amused at the idea of me <laughs> telling people to enjoy themselves <laughs> while watching me. And it started making me think that this could be the future catchphrase. <laughs> enjoy um, yourself. Enjoy yourself. Yep. It, it, for a lot of things, you know, because no matter what it is, there's so many different platforms. That's why, whether it's complex, open late tonight, enjoy yourself. Whether it's backlash kickoff show, enjoy yourself. Cheap heat, K show. It's a lot of platforms, Greg, but the same thing remains true. Whatever your pattern is, whether you're listening on Hot 97 in the morning on your way to work and it's kind of how you decompress before your day starts, enjoy yourself. <laughs> let's give it whether, a test. Whether, I, let's, I, I think we should give it a test. I think we should. I could, I could picture a shirt that simply says, enjoy yourself on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. But I, I want to be. A, I want to give it a test run so that I can, like, we can put it in the in the streets and put it in the air and like it can be taken seriously and then see hey, how I feel about it. Let's let's try it with our audience and let's see how they feel and see if it becomes a, a greeting. You know, hey, enjoy yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? This, we, this could be up there with Stay Mage and uh, Kayfabe only. You know, some that's iconic, what I'm saying. Iconic phrases it that you put fit, out. It there. could fit really. It could fit really well with Stay Mage. It almost goes together. It's like, hey, Stay Mage, enjoy yourself. Yeah. You could do Beth. You could totally do both SGG. By the way, sp speaking of staying Mage and enjoying himself. Oh, my God. LeBron James, dude. The guy's out of control. Yeah. I hate to sound like a parrot, but I agree with your assessment, too, uh, about him being uh, the Better the than Michael? Ever. Yeah. Right, it's I, I, Listen, we're not going to get into it now. We'll set people off, but he's... Enjoying himself. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Big Cass. I am going to pick Big Cass. Okay. That's by hook or by crook. Right um, we'll switch over to Raw. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley against that no good Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I will pick Braun and Bobby. Yeah, I feel like KO and Sami Zayn need a win. Um, unfortunately, I don't get think, it now. I don't think they're going to get it Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's what I could say. So I'm going to also go with Braun and Bobby Lashley. No, I'll tell you, they're not going to get a win. You know what they're going to get? These hands. <laughs> that's right. Enjoy yourself, KO. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and get these hands. Um, all right. We'll switch it back over to SmackDown. Carmella, who I've been thoroughly enjoying, um, I, I enjoy her having uh, Peyton Royce and um, Billy Kay having her back. I like that combo. But Carmella, the champion against Charlotte Flair, I am picking that the aforementioned New Zealanders will. Oh, Aussies. I like that. I didn't think about that. But they're New Zealanders, right? I think they might be Aussies, but... We gotta get that right. Um, 
Well, you do for sure. You have to see them in a couple of days. You don't. Let me get this right. You don't want to mess that up. I believe Peyton and Billy will um, help Carmella get the win. She will not be one and done. SGG. Yeah. No. I. I, It. It would be. It would be crazy for for them to do that. Um, Because she just. If if they're going to do that, she could have just not successfully cashed in. You know what I mean? She could have just failed and then went about her merry way and Charlotte could have kept on doing what she's doing. Um, but before we get too far away from this... Australian, Peyton, Australian, yes, Australian. The Iconics from Sydney, Australia. Peyton is a... Peyton's a lovely... They're lovely young ladies, Peyton and Billy. Um, and they seem very sweet, as, as do, like I said, almost all the... I feel like all the new women on the roster are very friendly, like, just seem very um, humble and happy to be there. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though. I am predicting they will be involved in Keep Carmella, so Keep Carmella's champion, so we'll agree with that one, and we'll go back to Raw, and we'll keep it with the ladies. Nia Jax. Nia Jax has to retain. She has to retain. Alexa Bliss does have a tendency to somehow win those titles back. She loves getting her title back. That'll be what her fifth title reign, though. Yeah, no, it can't be not not yet. Nah, uh, I'd be, I'd be shocked to see that. Because um, again, it'd be it would feel pointless to have had Nia. I mean, I guess not because they've done that with Zack Ryder too. Give them the feel good moment at WrestleMania and then walk it back. Um, well, I got to tell you, I'll be very—I'll be very disappointed if Nia Jackson gets the Zack Ryder treatment. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. But uh, this is WWE, man. They got—they—they they pull out some surprises every once in a while. I'm—I'm I'm gonna, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with Nia Jax. You? Um, I'm gonna go Alexa Bliss. You—you you convinced wow. me. Wow. You convinced me. I listen. I'm thinking with my my head, not my heart, on this one. Okay. Um, in a throwback to 2010, we have Jeff Hardy, your U.S. champion against Randy Orton, who this weekend, I mean this past Tuesday, at the end of uh, their the match, match together, Randy truly hit a classic, long time no see, beautiful RKO out of nowhere. Would you agree? I do agree. I don't agree that it was out of nowhere at this point. Like, yo, it's Randy Orton. When you stand next to him, you should know exactly what's about to happen to you. Um, but it was a beautiful RKO. Don't you think the RKO? I don't know if you guys out there feel the same way. Don't you feel the RKO doesn't get enough credit for how, like, for taking it well? Like how much to, people have to give to to make it yeah, look good. Yeah, like imagine that if if Randy was like, "Hey, I want to try doing this to you." And you're like, "Okay." And he ran up, jumped in front of you. You have to basically like jump face first. Yeah, no, it's true. And um I think you think about all the classic RKOs that people have taken over the years like uh CM Punk took one off the top rope one time, like he jumped out and just basically had to lay flat and hope 
that Randy caught his neck to deliver the RKO. Um, Evan Bourne, same thing. Um, Seth and, Rollins, and is same that, thing. And, and executed properly, does it work well because Randy catches their face in his arm? Yeah, I think so. I think, and because they have, face they have the that. rest of their body, they have the rest of their body to kind of like break their fall a little bit so like they can get their hands out at the last minute. Now I have to pay more attention to the exact execution of it, but I feel like it's, it's a very coordinated move. I wish you guys. If you, I'm guessing most of our audience has never set foot in a WWE ring or any ring for that matter. Yo, it's so hard. Pause. It's so the hard. The 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 mat. Oh yeah, WrestleMania weekend. I was shocked by um, just like pounding on the ring and just feeling how it felt. Like they land, they land back first on that face first. Like it, I, it's not fun. It's it's not doesn't the, look like the, fun at all. It's crazy how used to it you would have to get, like how much work you would have to put in to get used to that. It's it's so yeah. When you think about a great RKO, but I will tell you, uh, I'm in, I I am sort of enjoying Jeff being Jeff Hardy again, even though I want to give Jeff an award this week for having the most rip hug facial hair. In the wrestling <laughs> business today. <laughs> I do not understand his facial hair. I don't get it. Well, he wasn't. I don't he, get it. He wasn't ever, uh, like he was never going to get points in that department. Even back in the day, he had some questionable facial hair choices. So maybe this award is long overdue that you're going to give him. Listen, if that's what you're into, enjoy yourself. However, for me, <laughs> not so much. Um, I will go. I will go with some sort of interference, and uh, maybe Shelton Benjamin interfering, or so. I don't know. I'll go. Jeff Hardy retains. Um, you know what? I got. I, I got to pull. Hold out hope for the brother, man. I'm gonna say Shelton Benjamin steals this one. You're gonna this what? Is, I'm gonna say, um, oh, it's not, he's, Shelton Benjamin is not even in the match, huh? Wow. Nope, this Jeff Hardy a, retains. Was, I gotta tell you, that was a really special Black Power Rankings moment. Where <laughs> Greg I, I, just managed. I made this Greg a triple threat match in my heart. Greg, Greg just managed to pick a wrestler who is not in the match. That's what I call it. And that's why, Greg, that's why you get a lot of love in the black community, bro. Yeah. You just added Shelton to the match. Although I was hoping he'd be added to the match as well. Yo, there's still time though. There's still time for some kickoff show shenanigans that uh that sees Shelton Benjamin added to the match. Is it gonna happen? Probably not. If it does, I'm gonna go with Shelton Benjamin. But if not, I'm gonna say Jeff Hardy retains. Well, I would enjoy it. I am a Shelton Benjamin guy, as we all know. No one was rooting to hear that. Ain't no stopping me, no, no. more than me. All right, we go Seth Rollins versus The Miz. IC title match. Of course, the IC title lives on Raw. The Miz lives on SmackDown. There are two matches of this kind. 
I like to call them the whoops, didn't quite realize what was happening in the superstar shakeup matches. No, no, just this one. Are you talking about Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe? Being that's up? right. That would be the second one. Well, that I'm one at least you. doesn't have any championship implications. No. Um, it would be cool and interesting for The Miz to bring the IC title over to SmackDown. Um, can't see it happening, though. And leave Raw with no mid-card championships? No, Raw has the... Oh, leaving Raw. Yes, leaving Raw with it. Uh, it's not going to happen. Nah. I'd be here for it, though, but but then Raw doesn't have the universal title either. By the way, you know what I was really here for this week was Miz's weird outfit on Miz TV. Yeah, I don't know if that was um, inspired by Guardians of the Galaxy or what that was about. It it included, like, the headband, too. You know, I've been meaning to tell Miz, I got to give him credit. Do you realize how iconic it is that he took... When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. From the elementary most... school. Do you know how heel an elementary school teacher move that is? <laughs> That's classic. And do you realize right now, across the country, there are teachers going, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. And the kids are like, boo, <laughs> You suck. Like that has to be happening. Yo, I, I, I used to, I remember thinking, my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. That is so, if, if anyone has a little kid who's like seven years old, you should encourage your kids to yell, what a heel when their teacher does that. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie though, I hated what, I hated that. So it's, oh, it was it's terrible. It's, yeah. It's mad condescending, it's just, it's, it's perfect for the character, let's put it like that. Miz, Miz more often should hold his hand up. And let it sit there for a little bit longer. Like when someone's talking. So if he has someone on Ms. TV and the person on, let's say Jeff Hardy's on Ms. TV and he just starts talking and Ms. just holds his hand up and Jeff's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Can I help you? And he's like, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Hmm? And then would I would perfect. swoop in at him. And then I would swoop in and, and say, enjoy yourself, hit the music, and then Austin comes in and we drink beers together. Is, is that how that plays out? And that's the bottom line. All right. Um, so we'll go Seth Rollins, both of us. AJ Styles, your champion against a very bad guy, very mean, a very low blow inflicting Shinsuke Nakamura, a no DQ match. For the WWE Championship. Which sounds like it should be tailor-made for a Shinsuke Nakamura victory, um, considering the way he's been conducting himself in these matches of late. But I'm going to... Actually, no. It's what I've been wanting. I'm going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura to finally get that championship. Heel champion Shinsuke, huh? Yep. But it's tough, though, because um, I was telling Crystal this, too, when Samoa Joe popped up. It's like I have wanted Shinsuke to be the champion for so long. 
and I like AJ as champion, but now that Joe is here, it's like, and he's threatening the championship as well. They all three of them can't have the title, but I do want to see them all get a nice run with it. Um, and AJ well, versus Samoa Joe sounds really good too. Here's the question: Who who do you want involved with that title at SummerSlam? Because that's what we have to start thinking about. As this is the first weekend in May, okay, it is the sixth of May. Who do we want involved in the WWE Championship match at SummerSlam? Joe. I love Nakamura, and I, I'm well, I'm intrigued I, I, by heel Nakamura, we, but I say then Joe. I think you want. Then I think you want Joe and Nakamura, because I'm telling you right now, I don't see AJ and Joe. I just don't know. Maybe this is my own hunch. I have no reason to think this. I just can't see such a classic TNA rivalry getting that slot at SummerSlam. Maybe they don't even care about that at all, or maybe they like it. Maybe they're like, oh, there's a history there. It's cool. Well, but yeah. Also, they could go that way with it because, like, they know the match quality is going to be there. But um, you raise a good point about them not wanting to circle back at something that's been done. I mean, especially could, now that they have could, a relationship with Jeff Jeff Jarrett. Could you even guess could you even guess how many times Joe and AJ have had matches at in TNA? No. Um no. And even when we interviewed him too though, he like alluded to it. He was like, yeah, you know, I think about matches that I've had and like Joe was the guy that he used for his example of somebody that he knows so well just because of how much they work together. He's like, I jump in the air. He knows what to do. <laughs> like, they're so in sync. So it's, I don't even think AJ or Joe have the answer to that question of um, how many matches have you had? I maintain that if you were going to go with bad guy Shinsuke champion, I wish he would have won the title at WrestleMania and hit the uh, nut shot the next day. Yeah. I wish we would have had the moment of him as getting the applause, taking it in, and then the next day when AJ comes out to congratulate him and they do the respect moment, he does it there. It would have been a great shock for that Raw. And he would have gotten to have the great celebration at Mania. Yeah, I I agree. I would have been, I would have loved that. But I mean, listen, it, it was it was a cool shock at Mania. I just think you're better off. I think you're better off having the great babyface moment at Mania and then the shock the next day on Raw. That's me. What do I know? Um, I will pick. I'll uh, I'll go Shinsuke too. Um, why not? And how about okay. Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe? I think it's about time Roman Reigns probably picks up a win. Um, yeah, for this one, I think I am going to go Shelton Benjamin again. You know, you have to see him do really well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Roman Reigns, of course. Of course, the big dog's got to eat. Yeah. And SGG. That'll do it for Backlash. Then you can check me out with Renee on the on Raw Talk immediately afterwards. We'll see who I get into a fight with. But in the immediate right now, how about we do a little something called the Black Power Rank? Um, in at number three, well, actually, I'm going to go with the honorable mention first, and I'm going give, to give it to Sasha Banks because, like I said, I, I really enjoyed her match. Um, 
against Ruby Riot on Raw. I think they they. I've both been trying to out. tell people Ruby Riot's dope. I've been telling Dipperstein Ruby Riot's dope. You didn't want to hear me. She's yeah. Dope. No, I, you couldn't count me among the non-believers, but um, you know she had that good match against Charlotte, and now this match against Sasha Banks, and now with her being up on the main roster and being able to see her her work on a more consistent basis, I feel like I might have been wrong in my assessment that she was not as as good as um, everybody said she is. But that's why I'm evaluating her talent from <laughs> from uh, my home in Philadelphia and not from Stanford, Connecticut, because she got it. Yeah, she's good. I was right about this one. I had a hunch she was good. She's good. Yeah, so um, because of her match with Sasha ba- with Ruby Riot, I'm going to give Sasha Banks the honorable mention. Um, in a number three, I'm going to throw in the rare pick from NXT, um, Bianca Belair, who also had... Yeah! She had a, a really fun match against um, Candice LeRae on NXT. I, 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 meant, I, meant, I meant to watch this. It was, it was really good? Yeah, it was. It was really good, like... Um, Especially her showing in that match. Like, there was one point where she did, like, a deadlift move and um, pulled Candice LeRae up from the ground over her head, like, pressed her twice, and then lawn darted her into the turnbuckle. And just, like, you don't expect somebody of her size to be as strong as she is, even though they tell you every week um, how strong Bianca Belair is and how talented she is. And just to see it was crazy ridiculously impressive so i'm going to give her um the number three spot and the number two um cedric alexander who had a good cruiserweight title defense at the greatest royal rumble ever um highly entertaining and he seems to be coming into his own as a good as a champion and um the crowd the crowd is really still behind him so um recognizing that i'm gonna give him the number two spot on this week's Black Power Rankings. And in at number one... Um, this is big. Yeah. This is this is the one that everybody is waiting for, honestly. And it, it can go to no other man but Titus O'Neil. Um, that That's slide right. was... That was a moment. That was iconic. Uh, I think it's going to... It transcends wins and losses. And it's going to be a thing that follows him the rest of his career for sure but is it going to haunt him no i think this is going to be especially the way he's handling it and like you know showing a willingness to embrace it and make fun of himself it's going to be what takes him to the next level i think which sounds crazy but um i think this is the start of something special i agree i'm all on board for titus world slide (laughs) um It was, uh, it's, it's so funny. There's so much fun that can be had with it if handled the right way. He deserves it. Wow. What a big honor for Titus to get that number one slot. First time ever? Uh, it might be the first time ever for Titus O'Neill. Wow. Congratulations are in order. What and, a, what and, a, and long moment. overdue. Let's be honest. Long overdue. And, and on his birthday week too. Wow. What a guy. Yeah. This is, hey, speaking of black uh, honorable, Power, rankings, honorable mention to the rock. As well. For Happy birthday to The Rock. Happy birthday, and, yep. and, whoa, whoa, SGG, I'm going to catch you on one. Honorable mention to Mark Henry and his appearance in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, that's right. He had a nice, he actually had a nice little few minutes where they actually highlighted him. He did, and it looked like he was going to be around for a while, too. And then he was not. 
But yeah. he was good when he was there. Hey, guys. Um, also, got to say something else. Do you know 65% of men are losing their hair by age 35? Trust me, I lost mine well before 35. The thing is, by the time you start to notice, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Okay? Trust me. You don't want to see it. Once the hair's already moving backwards, you've got problems. So what you want to do is find people who can help you. But I get it. It's kind of awkward. It's hard to know where to go. Who do you talk to about stuff like this? I'll be honest. Society isn't really set up for men to feel comfortable about things like that. That's why we have a solution. It's called ForHims.com. A one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. Okay? This is something you need in your life. There are all these issues that you have to deal with as you get older, and it's just tough to know where to go. You have 4 real experts who can help you, whether it's a hair situation, which we all know about. They're not going to give you some crazy snake oil, some sort of, you know, not going to have you just um, put, grab Jobu and put in front of your locker. This is a real, real solution. Shout out to Jobu, though, major league, major movie. So here's what you do. Get over there right now. 4 hymns.com slash heat okay they will hook you up with something amazing okay if you go over there right now for hymns.com slash heat you can get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars okay all you got to do is get over there right away for hymns that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash heat for hymns.com slash heat how do you not mention uh kane's big victory in the mayoral primary. Well, because we dove right into it. We didn't do a false count anywhere this week. Um, we went straight for the action. We didn't, we Would didn't open it up with a promo. Story? We didn't, I have it on, I have it in my notes. Um, I have it at the top of my list, actually. Kane won the Republican primary in the Knoxville mayoral race. So, you know, he didn't win the election. Uh, the election's coming up later this year, but um, it appears to be the fact that he is going to be on the ballot as the Republican nominee. Um, I believe I read that the, the ballot was so close, though, that they may they may do like a, a recount, not for any nefarious reasons, but just because I think he won by something like 17 votes. Which no. Is, yeah. Which wow. is crazy close. And um, so that mandates a recount. So we're going to check Damn, and see. But uh, he won. It was a close one, but he won. I hope, I hope, the Kane, I hope Kane has a very fruitful uh, political career so we can have amazing memes of him. You know, like, oh, the election's close, but then you see the meme of him sitting up in the ring. <laughs> There's so coming, much you could do there. Coming out from under the ring. Oh, it's amazing how many things you, how many opportunities you have there. Um, all right, SGG, listen, uh, enjoy backlash. And, and you know what I want you, you, you know what I want you to do this weekend, right? <laughs> There's a lot, stay mage. Mm, enjoy yourself. 